they gone and done it. Yep. We done what? I mean, this is so bizarre. I, I didn't think you could actually get useful labor out of monkeys, but here we are. Oh no. 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 <laughs> Don't tell me. Don't tell me that they have infected the monkeys with class society. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not content to enslave them for the purposes of testing makeup. Um, they have them uh, taking coconuts. Because I guess it's cheaper than paying, you know, human workers. God. God damn it. No, are, wait, wait, wait. Can you... Are we are they outsourcing labor to monkeys now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are 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 humans being outsourced? Yeah. I mean it's it's an AI hard problem. Um and there's you know it would be an un it would probably be an open challenge of robotics to, like, actually, you know, retrieve coconuts from a coconut tree. But it turns out you can train a monkey to do it. And, um, apparently a company caught, caught doing just that. Um, they are not, they're very, very sorry and Target, um, and a couple of other companies will no longer be carrying it. Um... Um, ah, Chaoka. Um, apparently in Thailand, yeah, they, they have figured out monkey labor. And, um, Chikoa, um, used that for their supply of coconut milk. Um, and PETA has been hounding them ever since. Now, you know, fuck PETA, um, but monkeys should not be required to participate in class society. I'm sorry. Monkeys monkeys should be able to return to monkey. Like why? Like I this feels like some MBA shithead was like, well, we don't have robots yet, so what's the next best thing that we can pay that can't is not legally allowed to form a labor union um, or any yeah, of that I other mean, shit. It's like <laughs> shooting labor unions in Thailand. It's, it's possible, but it's so much work and you have to hide it. And it, it annoys investors from overseas and just why just, just get monkeys to do it. They can't unionize. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Like, gotta say, this has gotta be, like, the one time that I approve PETA doing something. Yeah. So, yeah. Welcome to Chop Thanks. God damn it. Just, just to make everybody aware that we're not in a fictional story. Just, I know it's, some people are, like, falling into that, you know, that mist of, you know, fictionality, but no, this is mm-hmm. real life. Yeah. This shit's really yeah. happening. 
I mean, this is this is not the onion. This is real, and we had to read it just for you. Uh, so, um, yeah. Um, with us today is me, Miss Silver, and you too. Uh, yep, Doctor Spider, mm-hmm. and it's your bath, Harley Quinn. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh yeah, she's become fully Harley Quinnified. <laughs> a level beyond Joker. A crack ping to suppress Metal Gear. But we saw it happen. It mm-hmm. was just terrifying to behold. <laughs> yeah. Look, I, I know I know we have the hyena staying here, but they're fine. They're not gonna buy any more hands off. <laughs> so let's get into the fucking economic news. This is just I know it's already gonna enrage me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, the big one is Congress is busy playing Circle Jerk with your money. Mm-hmm. Silver, what was it that you said earlier? Like, what do they call progress again? Like, what, did, what is their idea of progress? Can you elaborate for our wonderful and beloved audience? <laughs> well, I was cussing them out for, like, you know, just being a complete shithead of a party, but it's like the Democratic Party spins in a chair and they call that progress. That's that's what they believe in. That's what they do. Um, what? We're told that, you know, sitting there and just doing nothing useful to forward your political project I mean, it's like, is this even a fucking party? It's a joke. It's disgusting. And, okay, we're flipping out because, in part, we have to go back a bit. Um, a couple of weeks ago, when, um, you know, the Georgia Senate races were happening, the um, Democrats promised, well, in that race, promised $2,000 checks out the door. Um, you get Ossoff and Warnock in, and they will get you $2,000 in the bank. So between Trump, you know, advocating boycott and, you know, Ossoff and Warnock saying, yeah, we're going to get the goods for Georgia, um, and for everyone else too, if you vote for us. Now it's been watered down, and they keep watering it down. And that's why I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, but we're just drinking water now. The the wine is gone. There's there's no more wine. It's just water. Like and and what is going on with that is since the election, there have been negotiations within the Democratic Party and between um, Joe Biden and his own party and. 
based on everything we're seeing from like Jeff Stein at the Washington Post, particularly because he's been following this shit like a fucking hawk and liked one of our tweets once when he crack pinged sometime last August. Um, Wait, he liked <laughs> one of our tweets? Yeah, he did. It was yeah. like a Hunter S. Thompson meme. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. Like, I you find know, that weird that he's aware of us. Leaving aside that, you know, he's writes for the Washington Post and all that comes with that, he has been, like, doing good blow-by-blow on this. And what's been happening, according to him, is that basically a block of centrist Democrats are freaking out over bipartisanship and all this bullshit and have since, and this includes coming from Joe Biden's mouth, haggled it down to $1,400 saying, well, we already gave you $600, so we're going to give you another $1,400, so we're really giving you $2,000. I'm just going to make a prediction ahead of time. They're going to narrow it down to 1000 and try to, like, water it down more, but Bernie's going to say no. Oh, they, they've already, like, they're already talking about means testing. Yeah, they, um... It's not like, you know, a simple tweak, like tweaking the multiplier on the fall off um, so that, you know, if you make more than like, say, 5K, you get somewhat less. They're talking like, I don't know, it's probably going to be like something unbelievably complicated um, that will somehow require you to have income. It's going to be stupid at this if mm-hmm. they keep going even just the caps that they're talking about are fucking stupid because like they're posturing this as this has to be income based and blah 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 and it's like excuse me have you seen the cost of rent in places like los angeles and chicago and new york and san francisco and seattle and portland um you know that those techies that are making like 80 to ninety thousand dollars a year that's actually a living wage that's like just above a living wage that's not like swimming in money the way that 90 to 100k used to be that is you can actually afford to maybe someday buy a house the way the american dream says you're supposed to and it's the size of a fucking postage stamp um (laughs) yeah i mean it's like back before the coronavirus forced everything to remote it used to be like and i can't i still can't believe i'm saying this but it used to be, like, the rational choice if you got hired on as, like, uh, an SRE or SDE was to live in a box truck outside of Alphabet. <laughs> um, that was totally yeah. a thing. Like, people yeah. buying freaking, like, uh, like RVs and parking outside of, like, the Google campus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it was the only thing that made sense that wasn't you know, um, living with 20 other roommates in, you know, some horror show bunkhouse. And just what's so stupid about it is they're, like, posturing this as well. We have to make sure it gets to the deserving people. It's like, one, Mm -hmm. if you're laid off, you're fucking laid off. You need money. Period. Two, I really don't give a shit if a banker gets their toilet paper money from the federal government this time. And for I me, just don't it's like give it's a, a new year. It's a new year. It's a new year. Like, and the reason I don't give a fuck is because there's like whole libraries of research that show the only thing means testing does is make 
welfare and social supports more expensive, less efficient, more unpopular, and just it. There's no part of means testing and that like, is the thing that fucking makes me worth so it. fucking angry about is is like you know before the fucking election is that you have like the fucking Democratic Party like nearly the people that you know they get into power. Like, they're going to fucking help people. Like, this is literally what they fucking, like, advertised what their job was going to be once they got into fucking office. Yeah. yeah. And, of I course, once they fucking did that, they're fucking spinning in the fucking chair. And, like, okay, here's the thing. I'm going to calm down for a second. But there's a recently, a, um, and Doc might could, could explain on it more, but there was a study that recently came out that found that uh, eviction moratoriums and utility, like, freeze moratoriums were saving lives like you know making sure people can like you know can like have you know people have stable housing have food have health care all the things to live to live a sustainable dignified life this is something that saves life saves a life this is something that saves many lives this is not a matter of aesthetic debate this is a matter of life and death what we are seeing right now to, you know, bring the fucking plague that we're in the midst of is that we are not, we're seeing a lot of, like, people dying. Like, a lot of people who are disabled, a lot of people who are people of color. These are the majority of, and a lot of people who are older, these are the majority of the people dying. Like, this is not, this is not just a pandemic. This is a genocide that has been purposely del deliberated and aided by the, both the Republican Party and the Democratic Party. Like and we and we know on the part of the Republicans this is deliberate because Jared fucking Kushner has been caught on record in leaked documents saying, "Hey, let's just let this go nuts because it'll decimate the blue states." Like we're not making any of this shit up. The Tories have been caught on record in the Daily Torygraph, sorry, Telegraph of all places, saying, "Hey, well, you know, the fucking poor's will die off, so that'll be awesome." Um. <laughs> and like what you know, what Harley was talking about there, um, it's not it's not small. Like the projected um rates at which that would have helped were like if they had done, you know, a universal pure moratorium on evictions, it would have reduced infections by fourteen percent. And deaths by 40%. Um, utility connect, uh, disconnection, uh, moratoriums would have reduced infection by almost 9%, deaths by almost 15%. Like, this is not trivial. It's so fucked. Yeah, it's just, and so what we've got most recently with the shit going down with the stimulus, aside from that they're already preemptively watering themselves down and Biden's making all these noises about there must be bipartisanship and all this other, you know, the usual bullshit um, is that now they are saying they might be able to move ahead even though they're watering it down but that was in exchange for not doing anything about the filibuster. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, we can't, you know, do anything to, like, like Mitch McConnell's scorched earth Senate is not already a thing. And it's, 
Like, okay, good, they're finally sort of moving ahead, but it still isn't enough. Like, not when you've got Joe fucking Biden on, as reported by CNBC, saying there is nothing we can do to slow the trajectory of this virus for the next several months. And it's like, no, there is, like, a lot of things we could do, and a lot of shit we haven't done. There are these places called Italy, and Germany, and New Zealand, and fucking China, like, shitting out 10,000 ICU bed hospitals, um, specifically for COVID. Um, Egypt, like, most of fucking Africa that have been like, you pay people, you tell them to stay home for two months, you treat the people who are there, and then, you know, you wash, rinse, repeat as needed until the vaccine is out. Yeah. And like, even the Tories got the pay people part right. The fucking Tories! Now that you mention hospitals, do you want to, you know, just briefly mention what's happening with our hospital system within the United States? How many hospitals have shut down? Just out of curiosity. 16 have declared bankruptcy, last I checked. Um, and, and no, it was 36 have declared bankruptcy. And uh, another 16 rural hospitals have closed since, you know, the beginning of this whole crisis. Yeah. I was um, writing the calculations on from this. The- Oh, from the AHA numbers here. Um, and I was running the calculations on this uh, yesterday, and nearly 1% of the hospital system has collapsed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we do have, like, slightly more ICU beds, but it's, it's like, not nearly enough. It's not. And, and the thing is, like, when you're, like, the ICU beds are an important part of like a health of like a healthcare system, but it's also like when you have a hospital that falls apart, that collapses, that you know falls into bankruptcy or is closed or whatever. Like you are losing the beds, you're losing the staff, you're losing the infrastructure, the resources. There's something that sustains a community. Like a lot of the areas where this has happened have been in rural areas. Like, and, like, Miss Silver and I have, like, talked about this a lot before, but there is a literal rural crisis that's been going on in the United States for a long time. And this is, like, this is murder. This is, like, de facto murder. Oh, like, yeah. I do not want to hear some fucking, like, neoliberal ghoul executive explain, like, well, you know, we have to. It's just, like, no, that person has, like, blood on their hands, and they need to face consequences. So, yeah, yeah that's where shit's at with the whole stimulus, even though we're sitting on the edge of the worst unemployment crisis on record, if you look at the population versus percentage employed ratio instead of the fucking bullshit official unemployment number that's cooked and massaged and averaged out to the point of being the most useless econometric out there, period. Um, And a stock market that's totally a bubble. Yeah, this is where we're at, is the stimulus has been stalling out so far, it's being low-balled, and we are in a situation where more is better. Yeah. Not yeah, way not, more. Um... There was uh, there was this fucking Washington Post article kicking around where they were like, well, beyond 50,000, uh, 50, it doesn't really help, they just save it. And it's like, 
you're assuming they have it. Who cares? <laughs> it's like, yeah, if you uh, if you actually got to make like, you know, 70,000 last year, I mean, I mean, I'm not surprised that you're using it to service debt. And the thing I find like the thing I find like hilarious about this, and not hilarious in the haha way, but hilarious in like the way I want to get a fucking baseball bat and just have a few polite <laughs> words, is uh, like the thing with the way that they are means testing this. This means that a lot of poor people are aren't going to be able to get access to the stimulus. And, like, if you're a rich person, you don't need this. You're getting, like, you know, kickbacks in other ways. I mean, there's going to be plenty of provisions that are going to help you. Like, the funny thing here, then this will make everybody here cracking, is that the people who are going to benefit from this the most are the petty bourgeoisie. Yeah. And yeah. it's... <laughs> like the fucking small business tyrants who tried to storm the Capitol a couple weeks ago. Yeah. You know. I mean, this is this is what we were looking at. I think that like, gets us to. Oh yeah. I think that gets us to plague. Yeah. So what's happening in California, Doc? Just out of curiosity, what what what's happening with our glorious and wonderful radiant Gavin Newsom? How has he saved California today? Oh boy. So. Oh boy. Yeah, Gavin Newsom has decided to run face first into a plate glass window in the past couple weeks. Um, And it's worth pointing out, he's not the only blue state governor or government doing this, but there's, you know, the fact that California is being held up as the model by Biden and his people is should really worry you. Because even though cases are at record highs like the curve has only just started to bend down a little bit um all covid restrictions are being rolled back or at least the shelter in place restrictions are being rolled back um and you know it's all it's not like one in ten angelinos have probably have covid it's not like there isn't a massively infectious new strain that's running amok in the state not just massively infective the most infective strain in the world. Yeah. It's not like those things aren't happening, but hey, we're just going to roll it back and we're going to start talking about, remember that two fucking billion dollars for helping schools reopen? That's like all that's been mentioned since then, which is in line with Biden's whole schools need to reopen as soon as possible and his fucking like press secretary saying on January 26th that it, people are we don't want people like standing around in may asking why schools aren't open um well because that causes covid you dumb fucks but hey um yeah so the gavin newsom is proceeding to trash like the few things that he was doing right about covid partly because you're getting he's getting a lot of pressure from businesses and there's a recall effort that's coming specifically about the lockdowns at least they're gathering signatures at this point but yeah, he's not doing anything like, you know, repealing the balanced budget amendment, pushing for a repeal of the balanced budget amendment, uh, pushing the, uh, like, California public bank to front burner, which is something kicking around in the legislature. He's just kind of going, yeah, we're just going to muddle through this. 
Oh, and can we talk about what happened to essential workers in you know, regards to the vaccine schedule? Yep. So, so who's first in line? Is it a, is it the Lanyard aristocracy? Are they first in line? I'm suspecting it's the Lanyard aristocracy and the fucking tech bros. Yeah, like... Can we actually, because we haven't talked about this term before, can we briefly explain what the lanyard aristocracy is? Aristocracy? Yeah, aristocracy. The lanyard aristocracy. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, if you listen to, like, Chapo, you you know what a lanyard dick is. But lanyards are, you know, the sort of people who have access to the halls of power, no matter how small. Um, mostly, uh, most of these people are like, you know, aides of an aide of an aide, or, you know, something like that. But and where do these that people come from? Them, who, who produces these people? Um, political science departments, mainly. Um, are, are they also the failed children? Also some NGOs. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's all sorts of pipelines for these people, but college it's like political clubs. Like, you know, your local college Democrats. That's like prime, prime recruiting ground. They um I don't believe they consume any of our media except for the Marvel Cinema Universe and um more importantly, um, everything that Aaron Sorkin puts out. Oh, don't forget about Harry Potter. And Harry Potter is more of a millennial linear dick thing. Um, the Zoomers aren't as into it. <laughs> oh yeah, Hamilton is lanyard. <laughs> and they've kind of formed an aristocracy. They are... I, I has they're not the deep states, but they're like kind of they're more like, like the, the they're, they're kind of more like the you know imperial Chinese uh, circle of eunuchs that just sort of developed for the purposes of handling palace maintenance because then you didn't have to worry about the entanglement like and court functions and all that shit, so you didn't have to worry about entangling it with outside. Um, concerns and create this class of people who were totally insulated from what was happening in the rest of China. It's not like several dynasties didn't fall this way. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, obviously, circumstances are different now, but I mean, that's a very interesting historical observation that has no relevance at all to our modern way of life. Oh, no. But, yeah, these... Uh, these people, they, they really believe in it. They really believe in the Beltway. They really believe in, you know, the West Wing the same, problem. Like, in the same way that, like, the cultists within QAnon believe that they're in a Tom Clancy novel, like, the Lanyards believe that they're in West Wing and Hamilton and Harry Potter. And I really wish we were exaggerating because some of the lan uh, the senior lanyard dicks in the Obama administration 
Um, they talk about it in like their memoirs. <laughs> like this you, is you know we're like doing tours to you know um, West Wing cast and being like so that's where you said and it's like kill me why why do I have to read this <laughs> kill me. <laughs> Like, Nathan J. Robinson did a really good one on this, that just great detail. But yeah, so these people put themselves to the head of the line, the same way the American Bankers Association tried to put stockbrokers and hedge fund traders to the front of the line a couple months ago. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, as you do. Wait, maybe that was this month. Maybe that so, was. I mean, like, my question here is, like, this is not a question I'm trying to, like, you know, build knowledge because I think we already have the knowledge. But like, you know, the political question I'm going to ask is, you know, not I mean, to like to like my fellow co-host, but also to you, the, the listener. Why does a lanyard get to have a vaccine before you do when you risk it more than you know some fucking lanyard aristocrat does? Like, why do they deserve more than you? That is my question. Like, why don't you have Holy a vaccine shit. now? The labor aristocracy is real, but it's only for, like, the fucking clerks in the beltway. <laughs> yeah. The, so, the yeah. handmaidens of power. These are the fucking courtiers. So, yeah, this is... Well, well let's skip Oxford and just wrap up with the other states. Um, it's yay time. Yeah. Um... Well, what's so fucked with this is this is happening in... This isn't just, like, California. California's just getting the most news for it. Like, Illinois is taking similar steps to roll back existing COVID restrictions. The state of New York is doing the same thing. Good job there, Governor Cuomo. Um, good job, Pritzker. And other blue states are falling in line with this, like, plunge back to normalcy just as Biden's starting to get into office. The same Biden who swore during the debates he would never force the economy to shut down or push things into lockdown and that they would reopen schools as quickly as possible to the point that, you know, we'll get into it in a minute, that Chicago's trying to reopen schools and force teachers and students back into classrooms without the vaccine. This is... They, everything the Democrats criticized about Trump's COVID policy is now being done by the Democrats. Like, the only significant difference is they're giving people masks. Yeah. Oh, God. <sighs> yeah. Because well, I, I feel like we need some good news. Can we can we talk about the Teamsters in New York City in the Bronx? <sighs> so, um, I don't know if we covered this last episode, um, but the uh, the Hunts Point strike y'all may have heard of. Where Teamsters, just to remind folks, went on strike because of COVID safety concerns. 
Like, AOC skipped the inauguration to go hang out on the picket line. And, like, Bernie was, like, you know, very passionately advocating for the strike. Oh, yeah. And from what I understand, they they won an entirely new contract. Um, I don't know how many of their demands that got met, but... It got, like, a 97% vote in favor. And mm-hmm. yeah, from I mean, what I've I read, think it was Doc who earlier said that like most of the demands they were trying to get, they got. Oh you know yeah, more, Doc. <laughs> like they basically won um, by saying "fuck, fuck it, yeah. we're downing tools, we're walking off the job." You can like absolutely fuck off. Um, and they're not the only ones who are looking at strike action. Um, because as we were saying, the city of Chicago is pushing to reopen schools. The Chicago Teachers Union has just voted to authorize a strike specifically to stop the schools from being forcibly reopened as of January 25th. Yeah. Amazing. (laughs) So they basically... um, The whole reopening plan was kind of, you know cat-handed and like the whole reason they've been kind of pushing on this whole thing was well we need you know we need the schools to be like the daycare um for all the polls so that they can march back into the pandemic killing fields um so we're going to reopen the schools and you know expose teachers and needless to say, the uh, union did not take too kindly to that. Um, <laughs> it was great. It was fucking great. Um, I don't know where the uh, where they stand now, but yeah, so it's gonna go down. And that's mm-hmm. you know what? That's an entirely appropriate thing to do. Fuck it. It. Like, even the Taft-Hartley Act, which is the most dogshit piece of labor legislation on the planet, says that workers can walk off the job and keep their job if they feel their health and safety is endangered. Oh, yeah. And I guess that brings us to um, the second oh, um, item. Be- before, before, I just want to say, because this is um, the interesting thing about Joe Biden is that you know, he's, for all of his issues... He's, he very much comes from this, like, old labor background uh, like, of the Democratic Party. And he recently signaled support for the Chicago Teachers Union's safety concerns um, in regards to, like, this, like, work stoppage slash strike. The teachers, yeah. I know, they want to work. They just want to work in a safe environment. Exactly. Yeah. And... and- <laughs> and Biden's also shown some awareness of this in like one of the few good things he did, even though he says there's nothing we can do to stop the spread of COVID, um, in extending unemployment insurance to now cover that if you quit your job because of COVID safety concerns, you get unemployment benefits. At least oh, from the feds. Hell yeah. You know. Pass that on. 
It's, like, it's almost like labor can do more than electoral politics can. I mean, it, it almost seems like that way. Like, what do you think, Miss Silver? Does it does it seem like that to you? Yeah, yeah, it does. I mean, I've ranted about the Democratic Party so many times because they are fucking useless. It's not even that like. It's not even that, like, you know, that mode of politics is just fundamentally limited. It's that they don't even try. They, you know, say all the, uh, they make all the right noises when it benefits them, but when it comes to, like, actually doing something, it's like, no, we gotta protect our consultant pipeline. Um, even though those consultants fucking suck and consistently lose elections. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, look at the fucking disaster that was, like, you know, McGrath versus McConnell. What a joke. Or anything Robbie Moog touches. Oh, yeah. Anything at all. Yeah, like, a lot of Clinton world is filled with these fucking lanyard dick consultant losers. Who get the COVID vaccine before you do? Because I mean, you only interact with people. Mm-hmm. I mean, and <laughs> so, I, yeah. I think like Strike. we're getting back to an earlier point, but I mean, what this shows is that like you can do much more by organizing, like in rank and file, like militant labor organizing in your local union or starting a, like a union or whatever. You can get much more gains than you can get from the ballot box. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, it's nice that, you know, Biden isn't fundamentally hostile to the very idea of organized labor, but, you know, we got to win on the ground. And the electoralists, you know, they don't have it because, you know, they, they are not at the site of labor. They don't get it. They've never been in that situation. So it's beyond them. And, and like, you know, we'll give props to Biden for doing stuff that is good for unions, mostly because if that's the one good thing he's going to do, then that's actually a pretty good thing. And I mean, I think another part of it, too, is that, like, I think, I mean, this is part of the reason why, like, I am, like, some evidence to the contrary that Joe Biden is, like, fully on the dementia train is that, like, you know, I think he might actually realize, like, the power that labor has when it is seriously organizing. And I think, you know, he came from this time where, where when, like, labor used to be much, like, stronger. And, I mean, yeah, it's true. Like, we, like, went to this, like, nadir of, like, labor organizing. But things are starting to resurge. Like, labor, the labor movement's starting to grow more and more. Uh, and it's starting to get more and more militant again. And I think Joe Biden is recognizing that, like, he, like... If he doesn't accommodate, like, the growing and surging labor movement, like, this labor wave, it's going to wash over him. Well, I don't think he even looks at it in those terms. I think he looks at it in terms of he remembers when labor were the foot soldiers of the Democratic Party and is recognizing on some level that there is widespread public support for labor unions, once again, as well as, like you said, a growing labor militancy and strike action but i don't think he's looking at it in terms of its insurgency he needs to head off i think he's looking at it in terms of this is an opportunity and not 
given circumstances, this could really run away from him, which I'm good with. Oh, I'm 100% good with it. It needs to. Um, (laughs) Like what happened on fucking Wall Street. Oh, Oh, God. I never thought I would actually, like, agree with, like, Elon Musk for once, but this is fucking 2021. Yeah. So, who wants to get into it? (laughs) Miss Silver, I think you're the most, like, I think, Miss Silver, I think you're the most crack-pinged about it. (sighs) Okay, so, um... I'll try and lay this out and sorry if this is a little scatterbrained because I haven't like fully integrated it or anything. I'm just like I'm just kind of vibing with this because this is just so fucking crazy. But um so basically um Wall Street Bets um on Reddit is this subreddit that's um, for, well, retail investors, you know, kids who play on Wall Street bets, um, you know, they don't have a, a lot of money. Um, they're usually on some platform like Robinhood. That'll be important later. Keep that in mind. Um, and okay, they- write them down. Robinhood, <laughs> steal from the rich. Um, I wrote this down. What's next? And basically, somebody posted kind of a um, a shit post, uh, a shit posty kind of uh, thing where they were like, you know, there there might be a long case for GameStop uh, GME. Um, they are um, so what GameStop is, if you don't know, um, I would be very surprised by that, but. Um, you know, for posterity, they're a brick and mortar video game retailer. Um, the only really surviving chain of those that's nationwide. Um, and they haven't been doing so hot in part because the (sighs) people don't really buy video games that way anymore. Um, they sometimes buy systems, like, I've bought systems, um, mostly because, you know, it's, it's easier to get a GameStop clerk to show you serial numbers than it is to do that on eBay, and that's really the only reason to do that kind of thing. So what happens is, these people take this stock, which is not performing very well, and they're like, okay, a new guy just got in. Um, there is a business case to be made for, you know, there being money left on the table. Um, I'm not sure I buy it, um, but they do. And meanwhile, a bunch of hedge funds have decided to start shorting it. Um, because they're like, this is, this is overvalued for what it is. Uh, retail is fucking dead. Um, this makes no sense. They've been bleeding for like literal years. Um, 
so what the fuck do you do with this? So of course you're going to short it. Um, and you know, it's kind of the nature of the game. Like you don't, it's not your only short position, um, but it's one of them. And well, Wall Street bets got sick of their shit, and they started buying long, and eventually it hit a tipping point. It hit a tipping point fairly recently. And what happened was they started to drive hedge funds with positions, um, with short positions. They forced them to basically start selling. Um, and one of them um, had to receive like a $2.75 billion bailout <coughs> um, to basically... Um, survive since their short position, you can lose an unlimited amount of money on a short position. Um, because, uh, Doc, would you mind explaining what the fuck a short is? Oh, yeah. So um, a short is. Is it like, like a uh, short of change? No. So a short is this thing you can do on Wall Street where instead of, you know, as you would probably have been taught at some point in, like, high school or maybe, like, some, like, video on the internet or something, in theory, the purpose of buying a stock is that you are buying ownership in a piece of a company, you are providing it with capital that will be used for expanding the business and all this other shit that, you know, that's what stock purchases originally were used for back when Abraham Lincoln was storing speeches in his stovepipe hat. Um, but, you know, somewhere along the way, they've shifted to being much more of a really speculative thing that you cannot just go, hey, I'm going to buy this and then sell it later when it gets money. And, you know, that would cause the price to fluctuate because of supply and demand and all that stuff. This is a little different. Like when we're talking shorts and this other stuff, you're usually usually using different instruments to say, I am betting on this stock going down. So it's not that you're saying, I am taking my money and I'm investing it in a competitive and good-looking company, and I'm pulling it out because the company's doing poorly or because they're doing very well and I want to have liquid cash again. You're going, no, I'm going to like sit down at the giant roulette wheel called Wall Street and put one down on double zero. Except me putting one down on double zero probably means somebody's going to lose their job. So it's more like I'm putting one down on double zero with a side bet that the dealer loses when I win. Um, the dealer's life is worth it to you. Yeah. It's basically it's the really great fucked. diggers. Pretty much. It's really like, and you could say that this serves some kind of incentive, but there's, like, no good business case for this being a valid practice. And what's really, like, the best thing out of all this bullshit, I think, is that there was a... Well, yeah, but, like, the best thing out of all this bullshit is that, like, officials with the SEC, whose job is supposed to, like, stop Wall Street from doing really goddamn stupid bullshit, chided the investors on Reddit for nuking a couple of hedge funds by destroying their short positions by saying if you want to gamble go to a casino don't play on wall street 
Because, you know, it's not like every fucking day trader and platform doesn't have a warning saying 75% of people who do this are going to lose money. Is like, dude, that's like worse op- like odds than a roulette wheel. I could go to Vegas, put one down on red every single time, and at least 47% of the time I'm going to make money instead of less than 25. Yeah, and... Yeah, so basically, um, they're holding what's, you know, basically this huge fucking bet that they've borrowed stocks for, and they're gonna be like, yeah, I, I'm gonna bet that this fucking tanks. Um, that, you know, GameStop goes from like 20 bucks to five, and I get that 15 back. Um, because, you know, the other side of the trade got fucked. Um, can Doc, can Doc, can you explain what's happening tomorrow with uh, the hedge fund that oh, yes. got fucked over by, so like, you know, Wall Street bets? Oh, yeah, they got a bailout. They were on oh, the yeah. edge of, like, going insolvent. They got a bailout. They, because, you know... I go to the racetrack and I blow it all on uh, Tiny Dancer coming in first against 20 to 1 odds. And I go to my Congress member and they tell me to be responsible and learn how to save money. But if you're a hedge fund and you blow it on a bad trade, you get bailed out because you are economically necessary. And there's some... There is some complication to this in that the hedge fund in question, um, Melvin Capital, um, who, you know, basically got their shit kicked in on these short bets, um, they got part, uh, part of their bailout money from Citadel, um, which is, <sighs> I don't even know who the fuck they are, but basically they're an HFT company that um, they, you know, one of the things they do is they buy um, the, uh, they buy Robinhood's order flow data um, for like, you know, 150 milliseconds ahead or so, uh, or so, so they can see like, you know, what Robinhood trades are being made. And it looks like some of this activity was not entirely organic. Um, but not in the way that, like, most people would think. I think what happened is, and I ha- I'm drawing from someone's fairly compelling argument about what happened, was a lot of the Wall Street trader uh, people from WSB they were on Robinhood. Um, Robinhood has no commission trades. Um, in exchange, they sell order flow to HFTs um, who can, you know, they have a lot of money kicking around. They can move a lot faster than you can um, because, like, they're physically close to the NYSC servers. And that means, all of that shit means that Citadel profits from this. But the problem is, is that you know, <coughs> obviously you're playing with fire, um, because when you start amplifying the sort of 
you know, really crazy fucking shit. Um, it can go out of control, and I, I think this is not investment advice, but I don't think I think Citadel may get burned on this. Oh, hundred percent. But well, it, yeah, maybe. But I think <laughs> what you point out is, I mean, we've been like thinking, we've been talking about the economy for like quite some time now, and like its vulnerabilities, and I don't want to, I don't want to call them natural vulnerabilities because none of this shit is natural. But like, oh, yeah. sort of just the typical vulnerabilities that you'd expect from a financial system. But this is something that I have not seen before. Like literal hive mind meme investing that like almost brought down like a hedge fund. Oh yeah, I mean we've seen it probably will. Yeah, <laughs> they're probably going to kill at least oh, yeah. Melvin Capital. And like the thing is, like this, like Wall Street, uh, Wall Street, like bets, like they realize that they can do this once, like they've done this once. This is this is a precedent that has been set. Yeah. What if they do it again? But they can't control you know, it. That's the thing. They can't you know, control I mean, it. They can't control it. But it's just like we're dealing with like Wall Street bets is basically this like adaptive complex system that has like learned that it can do this thing once. And parts of this, like, system are going to try to do it again. And you know how, like, Do- I'm sure Doc can explain this, but our economic system is incredibly fragile. Just, you know, knock out a few pillars here and there with, like, this gang of, like, you know, return to monkey, wall- uh, like, Redditors. And uh, just extrapo- extrapolate what's going to happen from there. Yeah, I mean, it's... This, this is... is... Yeah, like, Go this ahead. Is... This is that these, like, Wall Street is basically horrified because a bunch of day traders have figured out how to do what they've been doing in plain sight for decades, which is manipulate stock prices. And it's kind of hilarious to watch them lose their shit. (laughs) And the especially galling part for them is is that between like like part of what enabled you know the writers to do this in the first place was the HFT basically accelerating all of this, um, you know, high frequency trading. Like they're they see the price signal, they lock onto it, they make trades in anticipation of it and what happens is they end up amplifying this you know this activity just in case like this plays out um you know the way the underlying thesis says it will i mean the underlying thesis is you know nuts but that's because it's not you know a standard thesis that's that's the funny thing. This is malice. <laughs> this is malice. This is. Wait, are you I, saying I'm that people's protracted t- warfare has come to Wall Street? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> I'm so <happy>. yeah. <laughs> if you know, we're not saying you know go jump in the stock market. We have long maintained that First National Bank of your mattress, <laughs> followed by a credit union, is a much better idea, and have mm-hmm. just spelled out like, a couple minutes ago, why going to Vegas is a better investment. Um, Minus the COVID. I mean, it's it's like, would I bet in... uh, uh, Would I have bet on uh, Bitcoin in 2009? No. 
Would I bet on it now in 2009? Hell yeah. Hell no. I mean, I wouldn't do it now. No, I... But well, I mean, I, I would buy... If I knew in 2009 where things were going, I would have absolutely bought some Bitcoin. I would have absolutely mined some. Um, I would have absolutely gone out of my way to mine Bitcoin, you know, just to have it. And to sit on it until, um, you know, the Magic Beanie Babies um, get bit up by all the other suckers. <laughs> Which, you know, is not much different than saying if I knew what this today's lottery numbers were, I totally would have bought a ticket a week ago. Yes! Yes! <laughs> that's, that's the thing. Like, if you knew this play was going down and uh, then... I don't know. You, you could have made some money on on it. Um, so, mm-hmm. someone managed to turn a fifty thousand dollar position into twenty two million of paper gains. I don't know if they'll realize all of those gains, but mm-hmm. I mean, I, mean I, I think ultimately, I think ultimately, the point here, so we don't get stuck in the weeds, is that yeah. David took down the Goliath. Well, David almost <laughs> took down Goliath, but the thing is, like. That, like, Wall Street bets, like, this, like, you know, like, basically this, like, ant swarm of clown raccoons has, mm-hmm. like, has realized that they can do, that they almost did this once. They might be able to do it again, not consciously or deliberately, but, like, this, like, co- adaptive complex system has, a you know, has gotten a taste, and it's not going to be satisfied. Like, uh, Doc, can you uh, just briefly mention over the manifesto somebody put on Wall Street Bets that was a declaration of war? <laughs> well, yeah. This is where we're at. We are at, like, this doesn't necessarily mean these folks are going to, like, take it all down. Not yet. But it is one more chaotic element in a bubble economy. Yeah. And they don't need that right now, especially not with, you know, the big one that came down in climate news. (laughs) Oh, God, what happened? So Joe Biden actually honored one of his promises and is canceling Keystone XL. We're sure the fact that, you know... Um, Bach and Crude and Tar Sands are officially now worth less than dog shit has anything to do with it, but Justin Trudeau is mad. Oh, yeah, that's the amount of butt hurts from big mad. Canada. <laughs> Joe Biden has triggered Trudeau with fast and logic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they pissed away so much money and goodwill and all that shit, all to get a pipeline that is probably never going to happen. Never will happen. As long as oil's sitting at like 35 to 40 a barrel, fracking is dead. And that's, oil's going like to stay there. Canada's economy. Yeah. This is... <laughs> And it's like, if you remember, like, Alberta, they basically blew their entire budget, um, you know, just basically, you know, giving these people hand jobs. That's basically what they did. They didn't build a sovereign wealth fund or anything. Like, <laughs> it was like, silver, wow. silver. 
that's that's an understatement. Like the people, the like white settlers in Alberta have like have discovered this deep underground eldritch god of petroleum and have been like ca- have their minds captured by its horrifying gaze that has broken them completely and all they can do is bow to oil bow to oil it must be carved out of the earth it must be ta- sucked out of the earth and we must burn it because the petroleum god said sa- says you know we must burn the oil for the oil god Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even though they can't sell it to anyone anymore because no one's buying, and the companies that were doing fracking are all going belly up. But hey, no, let's. We're still gonna, like, fucking die mad on that hill. Yeah. I, and I mean, it's like. This. I hate to be very cynical about this, but it's like. Part of the reason is to dispense with the problems that the pipeline has caused. Because if it if it never, you know, flows a single barrel, then they're never gonna have to clean up after it. And it's like there was barely any economic basis for it in the first place. It only basically went through because, you know, Petro Capital kept twisting their arms on it. And. <laughs> Remember, Obama deployed federal agents to gas and hose uh, Lakota and other First Nations activists and allies back in the dying days of his presidency to get this thing done. Oh, yeah. Like. That was Obama's Petro baby. Capital really wanted this thing, and Obama he doesn't he doesn't care enough to oppose it. So you know Or you know, it's not like a local town in North Dakota had already won a lawsuit to force it to change route, sending it through Standing Rock in the first place, because they were like, Hi, if this leaks upstream, it's going to like destroy our water supply. What the fuck? Yeah, and it's like, it's, you know, the Great Plains, it's, the Northern Great Plains is not a great space to get water. You contaminate that stuff, you're gonna have to build, like, a a fucking water pipeline across a thousand kilometers or so, just to deliver, you know, uncontaminated water, and... I mean, who's going to do that? The U.S. doesn't do mega projects unless it's, you know, this sort of petrocapital shit. Hell, the U.S. took six years to finally give Flint clean water. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Forget massive projects. I mean, and to be fair with yeah, Flint, we... I'm still expecting the shoe to drop again. <laughs> and, you know, California, the perfect, the stellar example of democratic governance has completed zero miles of that functional high-speed rail, which was first funded, like, 12 fucking years ago or something. I I remember when, like, this was, like, proposed, and when, it se- when like, the funding seemed like it was going to be there, and then it was going to get built, and I was so optimistic. I was excited. I was naive. I was incredibly naive. God. Like, 
One uh, would have thought their ten-year debt, like, time frame was wildly optimistic at the time, but no. So just, like, a thought, question, what happened to that money? Who, who benefited from that money? Just out of curiosity. Like, I think they're mostly dealing with NIMBY lawsuits. But yeah, that's where we're at with energy. <laughs> that's the biggest one, anyway. And Biden also made noises about trade. So, what is his new trade policy? It's basically the same as Trump's trade policy. It's we will... (laughs) Yeah. It's America first. It's by American. It's we will emphasize stuff that actually creates jobs back home over things that export capital abroad. It's the same shit that Obama said he would do, and the same shit that Clinton said he would do, and the same shit Bush did. Like, it's been this broken record for, like, multiple terms of, like, presidencies. They keep saying the same thing, expecting us to fucking believe it. Like, no, they're not gonna fucking do that. The only way we're gonna have, like, industry within, like, within, like, this, like, you know, continental area again is by labor taking power. Like, do not fucking trust, you know, fucking, like, lanyard vampires, and do not fucking trust the fucking capitalist bosses. They don't have your fucking interest in mind. They just want another yacht and another fucking mansion. Mm -hmm. And if they're feeling especially fancy, a mansion bunker. Yes, in New Zealand. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really all that needs to be said there. There's not much to it other than, yeah, we've heard this story before. Which gets us to our last word. Oh my god. So, I guess you could say the... uh, some of all this bullshit just from this week is that the Democrats seem determined to repeat all the bullshit Trump did as far as COVID and domestic economic policy. Fuck. Like, none of what actually worked in other countries, no lockdowns or paying people to stay home or like outside of Bernie Sanders serious effort to guarantee people's health care. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> Jesus fuck. The party situation is, it's a complete fucking shit show. Um, we haven't seen something like this since, like, the late 1850s and the early 1860s. It's almost like something happened there. Yeah. I, I wish I could recall what that is, though. So. I'm e- drawing a blank. But even then, it wasn't this adrift, because at least you could say... Regardless of the shortcomings of how they did it, the at the time Republican Party under Lincoln was actually advancing something resembling a coherent 
vision that was different from the other party and taking steps to implement it. Oh, yeah. Like the... Like the 1850s. um, Yeah, the Whig Party basically disintegrated under this contradiction. Um, And... (laughs) It's because, you know, they they couldn't fucking decide. They had no idea how to decide how to make this work. And... You know, that led to Pierce fucking about for, like, you know, four years, and nothing got done. You know, bloody Kansas, John Brown, Civil War. That's... Yep, like, Pierce than Buchanan. It's... Buchanan. Yeah. Bastard. So, yeah, we've... I mean, there are some things the Democrats are doing that are somewhat better, but if they're following the example of Newsom, then Joe Biden's already horrifying estimate of 600,000 total dead from COVID may be lowballing. And what happens when we get into um, the impeachment trial? What happens in the Senate? And what can the Senate only do? Oh, they have to do it first. Mm -hmm. Everything else waits in line. And like, what happens? Say, hypothetically speaking, uh, the you know the Democrats decide to, you know, do decorum and like and like civics posting, and decide to like you know draw it out for the same amount of time that the like other inauguration trials have happened. You know, just you know a moderate time to support the Republicans. And what let's say McConnell decides to drag this out as long as possible. What happens there? What what about all these like stimulus bills that need to get passed to help people? What happens with that? That they get to hang out on Capitol Hill for a while. Like that's I, it. I've I've talked about this before, <laughs> but it's like we are on a train a runaway train. There are no brakes and we see the cliff the cliff edge within sights. And the steam boiler engine on this train is about to explode, and the cliff is in sight. This is the cliff. And the engineers are arguing over which shovel they should use for the coal. Yeah. Oh, and fun fact, did you know that unemployment benefits are expiring in February? What day is that, Doc? February 14th. And what's happen- what has you know been scheduled to happen in February? Oh, you know... Probably the impeachment trial. Well, yeah. Well, um, and the thing is, like, you know, I think you pointed this out earlier. Is like, you know, for reasons of practical power, when you have a faction of the government that decides to attempt a coup, like, obviously, you have to challenge this. But the fact that you have this, like. Basically, this extremely outdated constitution that says that you can only do the impeachment like trial in the Senate and you can't do anything else. Like, you know how many lives it's gonna fucking kill? Like, this is genocide. Like, I don't care if this is like you know if this is deliberate on the Republican Republican part, because it is, or if this is and or if this is a matter of like 
decorum on like the you know shit lip side because it is but this is practically amounts to a genocide of people of color in this country of, of disabled people in this country and of like older people in this country like the numbers I mean when you look at the death rate it's not as bad as HIV and AIDS and like how and the effect that, that that has had on the LGBT community and communities of color but it's the second closest thing to it. This is fucking genocide. And anybody who fucking supports those fucking lanyard aristocrats in the fucking civic halls who think that, you know, we need to have decorum and bipartisanship, people are dying. What is it going to take to wake you up? What is it going to take to make you care about life and protecting life? Because you, unless, unless somebody has a necromancer that they've been keeping in their closet or something, we can't bring dead people back. I'm sorry, but we fucking can't. Like, I lost a friend earlier this fucking month. And you can't bring the dead back. I wish you fucking could, but... Yeah. 3,000 dead on September 11th, and the U.S. destroys the Middle East. 3,000 daily, and the Senate Democrats are busy arguing with themselves whether or not they should get the obvious psychopath over there to stop fucking around with the nation's life support system. Yeah. I mean, at this what? point, I just I don't, I don't fucking know. I don't I don't what I'm personally running into is, like, I I have no fucking baseline for you know, how a Biden presidency would go. Because it's like you know, obviously he hasn't been... He's been in office, what, almost a week? I mean, I'm not saying give him time, because that's that's fucking bullshit. But I think that answer that I'm just kind of dancing around, that I'm really afraid is the answer, is that Biden is not going to do anything. This presidency is uh, the Biden presidency is going to be defined by inaction. Or at least he won't do enough. He'll try, but it will fall short consistently because he's not going to break loose from the Beltway bubble. The thing is, people kept, especially shit libs, like lanyards who, like, especially lanyards who wrote for, like, you know, these, like, fucking, like, big news rags, like, who honestly, I say this as an audio journalist, your fucking journalism fucking sucks. Like, I am not gonna, like, dance around that. If you wanna suck, like, Jeff Bezos' dick and get money out of it, I respect that. But don't understand, you know, don't think that you're actually doing something respectable to like journalism as a whole like you're fucking not but well, like some of them do <laughs> occasionally it's just you know this the fucking opinion heads and all that like the the people that you know technically are experts but are repeating bullshit that has not worked and anyone with who has spent like five minutes studying this thing called the last 20 years of current events could tell you doesn't work it's like, they're all overdosed on ideology, and both parties are sort of stuck in it, so, you know. It's like, whether, you know, you worship, like, the, the fucking storm, like, you know, engulfing this country in some fucking, like, messianic war, 
or whether you fucking like worship you know the sacred gospel of fucking west wing like either way no matter what like fictional reality vr simulation that you suck yourself head into people are dying people are losing their homes people can't feed their children like like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter how many police you pay, how many military people you pay, how many sticks you are holding, if you are not addressing the material needs of the people, if you are not giving a carrot, your 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 power is not merely a sandcastle. It's a fucking like skyscraper made out of like popsicles like sticks. That is, you know, the wind is blowing, there is a hurricane, and I hear cracking in the popsicle stick skyscraper. So, yeah, strikes are awesome. General strikes Mm -hmm. are great. So are unions. Mm -hmm. It's worked before, and it's going to keep working. So, Mm -hmm. just because they don't know what they're doing doesn't mean we can't fix it ourselves. We don't need them. They need us more than we need them. And, we, and frankly, we don't need them anymore. Yep. So, I guess. What else is there to say, you know? Just we read this fucking. shit so you don't fucking have to. And God, it's so much shit. Good luck, uh, everybody. Bye, everyone. This is Harley Quinn signing off. Solidarity forever to all my fucking babs.